Hi, I'm Kelsey. I'm Kimmy. And we're the hosts of Talk 30 Rock to Me. Do you crave cheese late at night? Do you have lots of thoughts on your mind grapes? Do you think a rape whistle can double as an accessory? Do you miss 30 Rock? We sure do. We miss it so much, we started a podcast about it. New episodes every Tuesday. Subscribe today. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Improv Obsession Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Perlstein. Today on the show, very special guest, Jacob Womack, one of the longtime hosts of Crash Bar Improv, the show which is now leaving. Can you believe it? Only a few shows left. Uh, so go go check out the last few before they go. Um, Crash Bar is great, and I'm sad to see it leave. Uh, anyway, I uh, want to give a couple of quick shout-outs to people who recently left reviews in iTunes. Thank you so much for doing that. Everybody go review in iTunes. Uh, Carrie316, thank you for reviewing the show. Tomo, Thanks for reading, reviewing the show. Tomo, The one true Raj and Justin Awades, Awads, Awades, Woodoo. Woo, woo, woo. I don't know how that's said, so, but thank you for reviewing the show. You're the best. Um, anyway, I think that's it, guys. Uh, sorry for the little hiatus. Uh, been very busy. Uh, but here, guess what? Guess what? This is the second year anniversary of the show. Can you believe this thing has been going on that long? Can you believe you're still listening? I can't either. All right, let's listen to Jacob Womack. Uh, hey everybody, welcome to the Improv Obsession Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Perlstein. Today on the show, Jacob Womack. What's That's, up? Yo, thanks what's for having up? me. Yeah, no, thanks for coming over. Uh, I biked over. Yep. Six something miles. Yeah, 6.5. I bike everywhere. It's People, good. Like, it, is, it is possible. Yeah, it, it is. That's what we just want to dispel that rumor <laughs> right at the top. It is possible. Yeah, it's not a fairy tale. Yeah. Does it, yeah, I, I got it. I want to like figure out how many like calories that burns like is it am i gonna have to start eating more too uh i felt that like my energy gets depleted a lot and yeah i'm like i've always been like rail like yeah. crackhead skinny yeah and so like that skinny. just i i just feel i i notice now that like i am eating more but like nothing's changing yeah in me because i've always wanted to be like a bigger human being than i am yeah i've always just been tiny yeah like height wise i've but like like just my frame has always been so skinny and like yeah. I just it's I, th- I think the bike is my, even though I'm getting a little older now and like things are slowing down and stuff, <laughs> it's just like, all right, well get rid of this bike and, and maybe you'll be a, a man. <laughs> yeah. Start hefting up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I started, I started, uh, eating vegetarian for almost like, almost like a year now and run, I've been running a lot and I didn't think anything changed. And then I went to the doctor and she weighed me and I was like 10 pounds less than I thought I was. I was like, are you, are you sure? She's like, yep. <laughs> I'm like. That doesn't seem right. I was all, I was immediately panicked. Like I gotta start eating more. Yeah, so. I've been I've been sitting on about one between one fifty five and one sixty, and I'm six foot two. Yeah, for like definitely most of my LA life. And then yeah. before that, I was I was smaller. So like I've actually somehow like I'm at a a bigger weight that I've been yeah. at. Like all of college, I was like one forty five or something. Damn. I really, and still, like I hit my spurt growth spurt pretty early too. So I was like. Six two one hundred and forty five pounds. Jesus Christ! Yeah, 
Yeah, crackhead skinny. Crackhead skinny. That's the literally only way. And to I love to eat. Like I'm a fucking pig, but uh, you just was, have a typical model story right yeah, there. Yeah, I'm skinny <laughs> and I love to eat. Yeah, I shoot up between my toes. <laughs> Oh, that's sad now. <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, let's see. We, uh, the listeners probably know uh, Mr. Womack from uh, uh, John Velvet, Hip Hop Penguin, Crash Bars, Beloved Tab. Yeah, thank you. Cream Sketch Comedy. Those are the ones, right? Nailed Those, I mean, They're probably more. for many of us out there that are super hardcore in this, mm-hmm. like, are in... 10 plus groups or whatever so I, I fall in that category too yeah man give shout outs to Lord Willen uh, oh yeah Lord Shop, Willen. Um, yeah all, there's many a, of there, the others you can just keep on listing yeah, <laughs> yeah we, could, I mean, we could just hang out for an hour and just talk about teams yeah. Yeah. how many teams we're on we, I mean we can't do it enough and like, that's what's cool is like there is that opportunity out there right yeah. now they're just like you can play with anyone and you can get up and do it anytime it's, it's great it is the best Here's a question, since we're kind of stumbled into this one. Uh, how do you feel about, like, uh, doing a lot of groups versus doing, like, one group and concentrating on it? Because I feel like I've had a, a number of, like, uh, the older generation will say, go, like, just have one group and just work with them, always. Yeah. I, I totally had that at first. Like, Tab was my first uh, improv indie team, and that was coming out of 401, Four of us were in Billy Merritt's 401 together, and Diana, I knew her, and Leland, we, I knew her from another class and that sort of thing. So we yeah. we formed, and I think, you know, with that being my first team, too, I held that one so close to my heart. And I, yeah. like, <laughs> I, I was a, much like that, where I was like, I can't be in on any other team. Yeah. This is, like, my first team. This is the team I, yeah. I can play with. Yeah. But then, it, you know, it gets to a point where, like, oh, we miss a practice one week or or whatever it is, and it's just, like... It's not fulfilling like yeah. my personal need of having to and wanting to do this so much. Yeah. So like to me that's how it just changed. I'm just like, I wanna be playing more, I wanna be practicing more, I wanna be yeah. doing this as much as I can and like the only way to do that is to be in as many groups as I could. Yeah. I I, I totally get that. I feel I feel the same way a lot. It's like uh yeah, my 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 very first group we very quickly and I didn't I didn't it didn't even occur to me but everybody wasn't quite in at the same level and like mm-hmm. you know pe- like half the group isn't even improvising anymore and i was like oh, we're gonna do this forever right like we're yeah. gonna do this all the <laughs> all the days and just do this uh and then yeah it's like yeah we practice less less interesting like all right well, i'll do another one on the side mm-hmm. and then even now like uh like sticks martin like we're practicing slightly less and i'm just like all right so like other groups i'll, I'll practice i want to keep going like just want to yeah. you just want to get it in because it's fun it's great. Mm-hmm. yeah fun thing i've had recently is i've been in a a few like practice groups that are more workshop oriented where we're not performing as a team we yeah. just want to like we just want to work on two person scene work or yeah. or something specific so it'll be and it'll be like a group of kind of changing improvisers but yeah we we're not we know we're not a show team we're just a we just a group of people that want to keep getting more reps in and working scene work and that sort of thing so um cuz that that was one thing for me too was like like with tab we I think, like, first we started doing, uh, like, uh, uh, montages, and then we were, like, I think we saw someone do a mono scene, and we were like, we have to do that. Yeah. And it, and it was that thing where, like, we really wanted to work on this form forever before we were ready to put it up. Yeah. And, and that's how, like, I do feel, like, like with John Velvet, before we did our macro scene, Harold, we yeah. worked on that for ever before yeah. we were ready to put that up. And, I like that. And so, like, yeah, I, I really like it, too, of just, like, if we're going to do something specific and with, with, with practice groups, too, of just, like, 
getting yourself to that point of like this is our show this is we're ready to right. go up yeah you know there is um like for you know for for me first practice group we practiced for literally seven months without even thinking of like putting our names in for shows because we're just like yeah we're just trying to like get right we're trying to practice uh and that and 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 now these kids uh and now it's sort of like the culture is it seems very much like let's get a show like let's go right now mm-hmm. like we never practiced before let's get a show uh which is fine but it's also that thing of like if you're trying to put together a show like you could spend some time on it you couldn't mm-hmm. you can't really like work stuff out uh yeah and, and i like that that too that like stage time is so valuable because it is yeah you can't, you know, it's not practice. You can't pause. You can't uh, get the side note to get the thing on track or whatever. Right. So, like, I do give such an onus to to the stage time too. So, like, yeah. I, like I, I am, I do balance both of those arguments because yeah. I'm like, I see both sides. It, a yeah, ton. definitely. I guess it's just like what you're specifically wanting out of it. If you if you have a form you're working on and this is the this is the piece that you want to put up. Yeah, for me, I want to really work on this thing and get it to where this group that I'm doing this with is so tied and on board with, like, the specific thing we're doing. Yeah. But if it's like, hey, we just want to, like, do a jam-style set where we tell – we do a living room and then play – like maybe that like allows itself to just let's do shows immediately yeah. and get up and that I, sort of thing. I totally agree with that. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, if you're definitely kind of doing it looser like that, then yeah, you can get up and play. But but yeah, but if you're doing like if you were trying to do like your macro scene heralds and you're just putting up in front of the show, like sometimes I think sometimes in front of an audience, uh, or I'm guilty of this, and I, I feel like other people are maybe maybe at a certain point you're, you won't be, but like it, you, you kind of make moves that aren't. Uh, that wouldn't you would not do in practice because of the pressure of the audience or like oh I'm gonna you know maybe fire a little bit faster on the game or like maybe a little do, drop a little joke uh, and things like that it's like it's hard to build uh, you know build the show in front of people because you're like ah I wasn't really like at full I don't know commitment level or something mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, I, I mean I know for me that was a big thing for me to get through personally of like of going for the joke finding yeah. like just wanting to do the funny thing all the time yeah. sometimes rather than what's serving the piece or the scene and yeah. that sort of thing and so like that was like our for John Velvet our first coach was was uh, Joe Wangert and he like I feel like I, he's very responsible for my personal growth of getting pushing out of that phase because yeah. like I, I knew I was doing that and I knew I just like oh here's a funny thing I gotta get that out there yeah. and uh, it was it was it was a fun like in your head transition of just like Okay, I I don't have to make every move I think about. Right. I can think of this move that I want to come out here and be this silly woman or this character or whatever. <laughs> but at the same time, like, okay, well, I can I can let that pass and then like find the move that's really serving the the scene and the yeah. piece that we're working on. It's hard. That's hard. And like that's um, it's weird because like stuff like that you can like I I've I've been thinking about this a little bit lately, and I think I think a lot of my problems uh, in improv personally come back to just being so excited to like do it and like Mm -hmm. and so yeah like you'll make like i'll start going fast or i'll start like drive jumping into a scene or like i'll drop character and stuff just because i'm like so excited for the next move that i've come up with or somebody else has built and like i'll like you know i'll I'll get off track because somebody will bring up something weird and i'm like i want to play with that like uh and that's that thing of like like you're saying you like kind of pull back and be like all right like what's going to actually serve this piece and that's hard like Mm -hmm. you know kind of the fun of improv a lot is like going yeah uh, yeah nonstop. yeah and that's what i think like with like your form and with what like as a team with your goals are of like what this this bigger piece that you're working on is like 
to me that that that'll dictate a lot of the moves that need to be made yeah. and that you're going to make on on a personal level because that's like for me too at the beginning of my improv career it was like all about like i just wanted to say the funniest thing i like it's sure. all about like uh like i i i need to be funny and then like as you get on these practice groups and you start to like you know you watch the shows and you just see how beautiful it is when a group of people like come together to like gel and make this whole thing yeah. seem like it was uh written like to, like you know the big in roberts compliment of yeah. like hey did you guys write that like yeah to, that that comes you know from like to, from sitting on your things and just like what's serving everything that we're working on not just like me getting this one laugh in this one moment yeah it's that it's kind of yeah it's like it's be you know I don't, I don't want to say this and I don't, I don't exactly mean this, but it's being selfish a little bit. Like, you know, if you, if you play, if you play with every idea, like that, you know, everything that comes to your head, then yeah, you're, you're potentially not serving the bigger thing. You're at your other players, the show, the audience, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of, yeah, going too much, I guess is the way to put it. Ah. No, just thinking about it. We're always going too much, man. We can always we can always pump our brakes a little bit. I think. Come on, let's all just let's all just relax. <laughs> let's all reflect. Let's just really <laughs> process everything that's going on and then move forward. Please. Uh, so let's let's uh, let's dive into a little bit of history with you. Uh, so like, when when did you go get an improv, man? Um, I I did a little bit like like theater improv in high school and then college a little bit as well, but not very seriously. And then I moved to Santa Barbara. I was doing theater up there, and a friend of mine recommended me uh, that I take a Groundlings class. So yeah. I started commuting from Santa Barbara down <laughs> to L.A., and I did the first level, some of the second level of Groundlings, and then I was just like, I started to get road rage, and I was flipping out too much driving down to L.A., so <laughs> I stopped for like six or seven months, and then I moved to L.A., went to my first... Uh, UCB show, Sergio Chili, shout out for taking me to that. I went and saw Last Day of School do a Herald. Fantastic. And I just was like so blown away by those guys. Yeah. Like their organic opening and like everything was just like we're talking about like a full piece. It was like the first time I had seen long form improv and just like its whole thing. 25 minutes of just like an, an amazing mind blowing experience. And I just was like, I was hooked at that moment. Just like I have to do that. I have yeah. to do because I got a little like a, like a little taste with Groundlings, since I, which I really liked, and it was kind of serving. I think the Groundlings stuff was serving who I was at that time too. Of just like like I at first when I was doing improv, I wanted to be everything but myself. You know, sure. I wanted to be any. I wanted to be every character I possibly could that yeah. wasn't me. And like that's like UCB helped me just be like, hey, I can be myself up there, and it's just it's a complete blast as well. But yeah, that was like that was a huge growing process for me to like come to terms with that of just like, oh yeah, I can be myself on stage all the time. I don't have to be like the, the truck driver amped up on coffee that wants to break everything or whatever. It yeah, is. oh, I mean that's a good character though. So it is, it is. Yeah. I, it's in my SNL packet. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. I just want to make sure because like, don't let that one go by. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Uh, I I feel like more and more, it's I feel like improv is divided into two camps a little bit. There's uh, and, and it might just become it might just be like, do people 
desire to be characters more or do people desire to be themselves more uh and that have people so often people are like yeah you know i'm just looking at like why would i want to be me on stage and like why would i spend you know me the rest of the time uh and then yeah like oh, it's cool to like strip away and just kind of be honest mm-hmm. like with what you're doing uh and I, I really find that interesting like i feel like there there's a thing of like i don't know they're like a personal background thing i want to figure totally. that out like what the yeah what I mean, gets people to eat in like the psyche like for me it is when i self-analyze myself because i'm like like i think i was probably at that time like a little scared to be myself or something sure. too i felt by like having the facade of a character or something that i like i was more out of body or something or i wasn't responsible for the crazy things i would say yeah. or something like that and as i did more of it and was just like okay, I can be comfortable, like, being a little closer to who I am and that sort of thing, then, like, I started to love myself as an improviser, I guess. Yeah. It's like, hey, I can be me, and I, like, it's okay, and it's cool, and it's it's a blast to do that as well. Yeah, that's really interesting. I feel, I kind of, I sort of feel the same way, like, uh, I like the idea of being able to detach a little bit and doing improv mm-hmm. and being like, ah, come on, I'm not really responsible for all this stuff, because I was, my whole life I've very much been the, uh, who, guy who ch- chimes in with a joke uh, and not everybody mm-hmm. likes that so it's like in life it's hard to do because people go like come on man not cool but in improv it's easy because like ah it's just a ju- you know it's just a character whatever it's also a pretty bad improviser mm-hmm. uh, but like kind of what I, but I personally feel like once I d- did that a little bit in improv I'm like oh I can kind of just I, I have a place where I can just go and drop a whole bunch of silliness if I want to and now in life I can just you know, relax, have normal conversations. I don't need to be, you know, goofy. Yeah. And like, I, even like dipping back into like personal history and that sort of thing. Like for me as a kid and like probably even into like my early twenties or so, I was like a painfully shy person. Sure. And, yeah. and so like, I, I think in beginning improv, being able to be things that weren't me, yeah. like allowed me to just like, dr- like, kind of drop that a little bit and come out of like just come out of myself a little bit and um let go of that shyness and that sort of thing and so like as i would be these characters you know it's like well this isn't me you know like we're saying like yeah. I, could, I could do or say anything and i didn't have like a total uh ownership over that yeah why well, improv really does weirdly help with shyness I, like i was mm-hmm. I, I was talking to lelon maybe a month ago or whatever and I was like, yeah, I went to a crash bar for like 10, 10 weeks maybe without talking to a single person. Uh, and then yeah, like, I finally, remember seeing you there as a regular. I'm yeah, like, I was around. Coming around all was, the time. This guy's always here. He just like <laughs> sneaks out like as soon as it's <laughs> over. Uh, I hate, I hated the, I hated the intermission because I'm like, who fuck? I gotta. Yeah. Can't we just do more shows? Like, I don't. <laughs> I, I want to like hide in the back. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, that 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 is that thing. It's like, yeah, you kind of, you can kind of come out a little bit and like, I don't know what that is. How you, how well, you get off of it? It's so interesting. Like I I had that with like jams and stuff too, or just like going to my first few indie shows at TNT and stuff too. I just was like, uh, yeah, like you're saying. I just was like, all right, uh, breaks over. I guess I'll just go to the bathroom. Like I don't really have to go, but yeah, I'll probably go. But I'll hang out yeah. <laughs> and, then all that, uh, and all that. But um, yeah, like uh, I think running a show totally helped me with that, and just like like realizing too that like we're all this is a community like we're all in this together because I, I remember seeing like you know like like billy Merritt or somebody outside of my class and just being like oh my god like they don't know who i like thinking that they have no idea that i exist even though like, he saw me like an hour ago and you just like it's so easy when 
like any time in life to just separate yourself from those around you like yeah and just like think that they have a an impression of you that's negative or something for no reason right and, and and that sort of thing it just like like yeah and i totally give a lot of credit to improv to just allowing to me to just be okay with myself all the time yeah you know and um like all the indie shows and all that sort of stuff it's just like you just see that there's so many people like ourselves it's yeah. just like we all have this common thing that we love yeah like doing this stuff together and yeah. like like i mean people interaction like provides happiness for for human beings so it's yeah just like, we're all trying to do this together let's just keep like enjoying it all together there's you know like of yeah course, i think i mean I, I have tons of self issues too i think you know we all kind of do. sure so yeah it's just like uh like coming to terms with those things in a way of just like hey things are cool all the time it's fine yeah (laughs) well you you know having yeah having improv as like a common thing is interesting because like i think uh, you know i I work in worked in an office environment and uh that wasn't you know although we all were around each other like if you think about in a way it could be a similar you could have a similar bond in in an office type environment but you know, not every, not usually, not everybody's psyched about it. Usually, people go home and do their own thing. Uh, if you do hang out outside of work, it's like it's pretty. It's a lot of times it's negative. It's like, oh, yeah. fucking work. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy, this guy, I didn't like that. Yeah. Uh, and if you know, what's cool about having improv, or like, it's this nice, it's this nice like middle ground conversation that like if I ran into you outside of just like at a, at a supermarket and I was like, Oh my God, did I ever tell you that I was loving that hip hop penguin show? Or like, did you see that show that Joe Wangert did? And we could just have like a nice positive thing to talk mm-hmm. about. And then that could spin into a com- a real like, human yeah. conversation as opposed to just like shitting on everything and be mm-hmm. like, well, we're sad. Bye. Yeah. You know? I, I worked at a, like I did a, like a temp job when I think I was in like level one or two, like somewhere yeah. in that span. And I remember being in my cubicle area and just like not liking my coworkers because they didn't know what I was doing after work. You know, they didn't know that I was going to take an improv class and going to see a show at UCB and all this. I was like, I don't even know. Like, do you even care? Like, do you even know like what's going on in this world? Like, people are like doing fun stuff, people are doing being funny all the time, and like we're all just here. And like it was a like we're talking about self stuff. It was just like a real negatively inspired attitude. Yeah. Like, out of just like hating that I like, that's the world I was in at the time. Yeah. You know, like it was coming off from me and I was just projecting this kind of bullshit onto like my coworkers for no reason. And then, and then I quit. <laughs> no, I mean, but I do think that that is a, uh, a very real part of life that like, you know, you can, it's, I don't know. It's easy. It's easy to get stuck in that. It's easy to be in that. And, you know, mildly depressed from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, then go do improv and it's much better. Yeah, it's bring, yeah. bring some, bring some of that happy, that, that, that chill happiness back. Like I, it, it really did. I started my job, whatever. Uh, and then by the time I, I left it just recently, it's like very well liked in the office. Like people are like, Oh, it's not going to be as fun around here with it. And it's not like I'm sitting around like doing silly bits or whatever, but it's just like, yeah, I bring a little bit of that like positivity from yeah. my life elsewhere to the work. I'm like, Oh, well, we should all try to do that, right? It's a way of life. Yeah, man. Guys, improv is a way of life. That's all I'm trying to say. So just sign up for classes. Go to ucbtheater.com slash Los Angeles. Uh, um, so, okay. Uh, uh, so, Groundlings uh, hopped into your first uh, UCB. There was a little, like, sprinkled into that Groundlings time when I was commuting down here. I took, yeah. uh, I did a, a level at Second City, too. Yeah. So that, that there was a little influence there, too. Interesting. And then, yeah, the pause happened, and I 
took, I just, I, I went through the UCB program like pretty lightning fast. Yeah. Like I don't think I had much of a break between any of the levels I no, was yeah. doing. Yeah, I did, I did um, mine in, in about seven months. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm going to be done. A <laughs> similar thing. Yeah. And then like I took a few, some, a few IO classes during that time too. I just like any knowledge I could get, I was like, feed it to me. I was reading any book I could get my hand on. I was Googling Los Angeles and improv. And that's how, <laughs> that's how I found, that's how I found TNT and Crash Bar, I think, was from Googling. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, cool, I'll go to this show. That's great. Now yeah. you do it, there's a hundred of them. Yeah, right? It's, yeah, it's, it's a lot more, lot more hits. That's great. Uh, very cool. So, um, hmm. so when you, when, yeah, I mean, it's, it sounds like you just had like, a huge appetite for it. Uh, I'm trying to think of like, well, when when does when does uh, tab when does tab kind of fall into the the mix? Uh, in in my like at the end of our level four, I remember there was one day when like in level four, I was in I was with Billy Merritt, and someone came into class. Or, or no, someone had to leave class early because they were going to a TNT show, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What's going on? One of my classmates is going to do a show like." Like, yeah. the only shows I knew of were just, like, at UCB. You yeah. Know, like, the, the indie scene, like, yeah. TNT had just started. So yeah. it was, like, w- the only option to do that that, w- that like, I knew of at that point. So, like, that <laughs> happened. And I remember, like, like, like Casey was in my class and, and Lelon and Will. And, like, I, I, I think I remember talking to Casey afterwards. Just like, dude, where was he going, man? Like, what's going on with that? Like, how, is, how, are, how are, like, our classmates doing shows? We got to find out about this. <laughs> And so, like, I, like, kind of from that, we were like, oh, th- like, we discovered you form your team. Like, we discovered, yeah. like, what, how that process happened. Yeah. And so I remember, like, Casey and I from our class, we went, like, went over to my house and we're, like, writing people's names. Like, we were just, like, trying to, like, yeah. form a, a team so we could, like, do that. Yeah. And, and it, it, it formed out of that. Like, I, th- I think that group started. And then shortly after that, my other Snapkin, which was my like my second improv team, they they formed pretty quickly. Yeah, um, with each other, or, or at the same time. Yeah, and then yeah, and then like we did a TNT show. The most like ner- cases that he almost puked before. I remember just like I was just like going crazy. Like I was just so nervous yeah. for that first TNT oh, show. Yeah. And uh, and it was it was fun. <laughs> he puked before the <laughs> he show. He said he was. I remember. Uh, he that's was funny. Going, like, he thought he was going to throw up the whole time. I think, yeah, I think I felt that way for a long time. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I think I hit a milestone in my improv when I realized I could eat before a show and not worry about potentially throwing up or something. I was like, wow, I guess I'm doing okay now. Yeah, and I mean, I still, like, I like still get nerves before every single show. It's just yeah. like, you know, I think at this point I've just done it enough times to, like, deep breaths to, like, try to channel that thing, too, because it is, like... I think those nerves can also be a push to just to focus more and just yeah. like your body's having this like internal weird reaction yeah. to like maybe that's all right I'll just focus on this so I'm not just thinking about oh I feel really scared or, or whatever it is yeah like, I've, I try to just channel that more than like let it get the best of me which it probably has before yeah it is it, it, it having those nerves is is tough of like. Yeah, cha- channeling it into a positive way, like uh, that's a, probably the best thing you can do. But it's it's also easy to let it overwhelm you. At a, I, I, it's probably probably a minute into the show, it's like it's either going to destroy you or really help. But yeah. but like at a certain point, you're just like, well, oops, there it goes. <laughs> yeah, there it goes. Bye. <laughs> but then, like, yeah, we we did tab and like probably I'm trying to remember like the specific dates on it all, but like 
maybe within probably within our first six months or so of being maybe within a year of us being a team yeah. there was an incident where an SUV ran into uh, IO during the day and there and we had started doing like we had done like a couple of TNT shows and we started doing shows in like uh, I think it was the Dick Box at the time yeah. and then the upstairs loft at IO and like their, the whole theater shut down and like this dude uh, sent a email blast to a bunch of improvisers like hey if anyone wants to perform my stage is open yeah and that was the next stage yeah uh, over on La Brea yeah and so we were like yeah we let's do this like the TNT model was kind of there of like okay well that's that's how you can put up an yeah. indie an indie show so like we did a couple we did like every other week for a little bit as a fundraiser to to help the people out of work like the bartenders yeah. and hostesses at IO and then also you know we were like hey we can get up and perform this is a right. chance for us to get some stage times too and like kind of and curate a lineup and and do that sort of thing as well so like i like pretty quickly we were like let's do this as long as we can and yeah. now we've been doing it for 5 years Ugh. um very cool but yeah that that was uh that was a very like like that that was such a bonding experience for Tab, obviously yeah. too. Of just like, hey, now we're a team together and we're we're running this this show together. Um, yeah, we're all pretty gung ho about this thing. Yeah, uh, were you, you guys were performing weekly at, uh, in the beginning? Was that right? Um, well, the show was every other week, so we did that for a little bit, and mm-hmm. then we decided very quickly into it that we weren't going to perform every week. Oh, okay. Um, so we met, we, yeah, we probably, we did for a little bit and then just, yeah, we just were like, okay, we don't want to, we don't want to do that. Yeah. So we want to just give everyone Not like those shakedown assholes. <laughs> Am I right? That's right. Hey, hey no beef between any, India improv is all united, bro. Sure, sure, man. Sure. I get it. Wink. I get it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we, yeah, we didn't do that. And then, and I think like, and this, I was probably still in that phase as I was talking earlier about, I was like. I had such ownership of Tab that I, maybe Snapkin had started around this time, too, to where we were slowly starting to be on other teams and that sort of thing. So yeah. we were like, okay, well, we're all doing this in multiple facets, so like maybe some of our other teams can get up sometimes, too, yeah. and that sort of thing. Because it definitely, like, I mean, by running a show, wasn't there was that opportunity for us to get on that stage yeah. as well, too. But, like, yeah, we were probably... A, the, that space next age for a couple years and then bounced around for a while until like the Los Feliz place was home and then yeah. now at the clubhouse at the clubhouse yeah uh so like so the, this, this is um I guess in your like early days as a an improviser kind of in the you know uh, the tab snapkin beyond era mm-hmm. uh like what 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 were you like like what were you what were you going through because yeah I don't know you at that time yeah, I think for me, a, like a big thing at that point was like, I th- as we were talking earlier, it was just like wanting to be funny, yeah, like as much as possible. Like yeah. that's that's what I yearned for so badly was just to be hilarious. And I think f- a growing process for me was like totally wrapping my head around game and yeah. and getting that. So like I remember in my level three, I just like you know raised my hand and was like. Uh, I just really need to talk about game for a little bit and can you just explain it to me <laughs> and like, like six more I times just, it was yeah like and then i was like and then yeah then oh. uh, this was danielle schneider was my teacher and she did and then i put my hand down probably raised it right back up be like 
Yeah, can you explain that again <laughs> one more time? I just like, like starting in level, <laughs> yeah. even level two, like level one was so fun for me because it's just yeah. like if you, if you just get up there and do it, you know, you're, you're going to yeah. uh, have a little success there. But then like level two and three and four that, you know, they, you know, it's the, the, the real gist of what UCB is teaching starts to come into the, yeah. the curriculum. And it was, that was, it was hard for me. It was really, yeah. I think like Billy Merritt's level four, like was kind of a chance where I kind of recalibrate myself like okay I can have fun with this again but level two and three were like were super hard for me as far as like having fun with it I was so in my head and thinking and just like thinking that like game is something that I really have to like like know in my brain so much and can't just instinctually do the thing right and so like I would give credit to like some of the teachers I was having at that time. Like Billy Merritt helped me like push it to be like a fun thing. Like Charlie Sanders was so big on just like follow your fun, follow the fun thing. What's the fun yeah. thing to you? Like I think learning game and like pattern a little bit too. Like yeah, the, like finding like because like I understood like patterns and of stuff. You know, like yeah. just like you and like before we started, we're just doing kind of bits or something. We're just finding the pattern of yeah. these moments and that sort of thing. Like yeah. once I started to integrate those two things together like game was slowly making more yeah. and, and more sense uh to me and then like like yeah bef- right before i got on a team i took a 401 with with joe wanger and like and so i had him for 401 i was in a practice group that he was coaching and then <laughs> had him for my first year of john velvet so like great his influence <laughs> during that time as far as helping me with really like being able to focus on game and get that I, I would give like like those probably those three guys a ton of credit towards like helping me like able to have fun with it and not be in my head about like yeah having to like give it a sentence which I still like I still try to do but back then it was like I didn't know how to simplify what these things were yeah it was, it, it, I think it was more of just a surface thing of like okay this is the guy that walks in the scene and drops uh, a, a glass each time and I was like yeah that's all it is but no, like there's a philosophy behind this. And, yeah. And Johnny Meeks is our coach now and he's so he pushes us so hard on the philosophies of the characters and yeah. that sort of thing, which has been like a a fun recent thing that I'm just loving so much is like, okay, I've found this unusual behavior in myself or my scene partner. Like I just wanna to use a Mike Leffin watch, I just wanna unpack this thing now. I just wanna talk like let's just talk about this and really figure this out together. Yeah. So now okay, now we got it. Now let's just have so much fun with it because we really understand the behavior of Yeah. This. It's it's easy to I think like if you're learning game and kind of going like, cool, it's an unusual thing and you you know, repeat it. We kinda of do it more, uh heighten it. Uh then it's I think it's easy to go like to get uh empty really empty games, you mm-hmm. know? Uh and like I feel like that's how I learned it, and I'm, um, maybe I did it. Maybe I was just like not. I only retained that part of it. But but yeah, like you 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 very quickly go like, oh, this is like sort of funny, and also like I can't sustain it for very long, and uh, the audience isn't charmed by it at a certain mm-hmm. point. Uh, but yeah, like it's it's more and more. It seems to me it's like about. It feels like it's the key to success more often than not is like finding. 
philosophies, uh, justifications, backstory, like ways to ways to to like to because like you can because if you're do, like you know yeah if it's a guy who walks into a scene and drops a glass then if that keeps happening it's like it's not funny but you find out like why he does that then you can complicate it like will he drop another thing will he if he has a teapot will he drop that or is you know all that you, you can start expanding the game to more than just like this is going to happen again mm-hmm. you know uh, and sometimes it is that simple but mm-hmm. uh, more more times than not it just kind of gets a little empty and you're like ah well. Because that was another fun thing. I remember hearing this in 101 a little bit of just like, if this is true, what else is true? Mm-hmm. And like, it, that was another thing that kind of took me a while to, to wrap my head around. So, yeah. if, so if we're using the glass thing, the example would be like, okay, if this is true, he gl- drops a glass, what else is true? To me at that time, I was just like, well, it's true that he just keeps dropping glasses. You know, yeah. this is just, that's what he does. Okay? Just that's still true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, that's, we already know true. that's true, so it's true. <laughs> it's true again. I'm doing it. So if that's true, then that's true. <laughs> um, so like, like we're saying now, just like finding the other things, like yeah. is that behavior because this guy is a, a drunk and he's not drinking anymore, so he's yeah. got the shakes all the time, and like he's driving because of that, and yeah. that gets us to just like the next level, and like really a big thing of mine in the last year to couple of years, I've just been like really focusing on like the reality of like these characters, you yeah. know, like I can, cause I think a lot of times too, in my earlier improvising years too, I like had a tendency towards like the cartoonish and the, you know, like I, I think a thing about me is like how in, in life I do this sometimes too. I just like, I kind of say anything. Sometimes I'll just say something and I don't think about it. And yeah. then I've been in situations where I've, offended you know i've just said i'm just like oh, i'm just being honest like i'm just trying to say something like maybe i'm trying to get a reaction or maybe i'm just like yeah you know just 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 saying something to say it or or yeah. whatever but like like finding out like what's behind that i'm just like yeah. okay there is a real person behind every human being the worst people in the world yeah you know, there are psychopaths that they just do stuff we don't know why but like <laughs> yeah um, i like i really have been enjoying like finding like why these unusual behaviors happen from a real place. Yeah. Cause it's just like, then it's, then it's just so fun that we know that, you know, the, the person that, um, does whatever just like has these behaviors because of like a real human trait. Yeah. It kind of, it kind of like, it opens up the rest of the playground. I don't know. Like, you're just like, Oh cool. Now that we've kind of figured out how this is possible, like why this is possible. And like, maybe you can start implying other things. And it's like, cool. I can go play in a lot of di- different directions as opposed to just keep on dropping this fucking glass. Like, mm-hmm. where's it going to be funny to drop the glass next? <laughs> yeah. God, I hope uh, that somewhere, where can we drop the glass? It'll be fun. A uh, glass, glass factory. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, yeah. like, I think, and like, I've seen like, like Eugene kind of push, I've seen him in scenes just be like, are you a real, like you're not being a real person right now. Yeah. Like, just straight up calling yeah. that out. And it is like, I think that's such a a cool thing because like if we can make any behavior real, then we can really play with it. Yeah. And like I know, like I think it's sometimes easy for an audience too. Like it's easy to just check out when you're just like, all right, th- this is just so far. F- like I can't buy anything yeah. that's that's happening. Give me some kind of base reality. And like yeah. even if like we're in whatever, we're we're all trolls. We're in troll land. Like. Yeah. There, there's a way to like ground that kind of stuff, like, absolutely, or, or whatever it is that just um, is going to make I think for the performers and the audience just a much satisfi- more satisfying uh, scene and experience. Yeah, 
uh, Miles Strath, one of the, one of my favorite things he, he said was like he's like what I, I think of grounding a scene as just finding a way that it's relatable. The audience can find it relatable. So yeah. you know if it yeah if it's if it's trolls in outer space who like fart all the time, then it's like okay, well like what's their what's their human behavior that we can all kind of understand? Or like what's was there an emotion there or something that we can go like okay, I get why this is happening. They smuggled Even though beans. It, they smuggled beans. They smuggled. This so now yeah. So now it's just like okay, we get this. <laughs> now we get it. Now we can play with this forever. Now we can just have fun. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then that, it's funny because I had a recent uh, show where um, I was coaching prior to this, and that's been a big thing in my coaching, just like really wanting to push uh, a reality and finding you know that that really grounded place to start from, and then see where that's that goes. And I just coached a group, and then I went to Room 101's anniversary show. Shout out! Um, <laughs> and we had a, had a hip hop penguin show, and that's yeah. kind of the opposite a lot of times of grounded yeah. and just like we break the fourth wall a lot. And yeah, um, so it's just like you know there there are exceptions to everything at, at, at the same time. But the gra- but the grounding of like hip hop penguin is sort of the conceit of the show is that they're yeah. hip hop edutainment. So like the they. Although, like, it would be conventionally weird or maybe poor improv to constantly be doing some of the things the Hip Hop Penguin show does, the the grounding is, like, these characters, this type of reality, it can and does exist. Mm-hmm. And if they chose to do improv, it'd probably come out poorly like this. Right. So you're like, yeah, I can buy it. Like, yeah. the whole time, you're just like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Which is also, like, why it's so fun to do. Because yeah. it is, like, okay, like, we were talking earlier about, like, like, wanting to do improv with characters and that sort of thing. Like, yeah. that was... And and the hip hop penguin form was a total discovery through practicing and figuring it out, as we were talking earlier too. Of just like, hey, practice, figure out your form, and then, yeah. then we can do it. Like that was a really fun example of of that's how that evolved into itself. Um, but it is like like being able to do it as a character is like it, it does feel like like when I break the break the fourth wall, or just like I call out that I'm doing a tag out, or we just talk to the audience yeah. for whatever reason. It does. It feels like okay, well, like this isn't Jacob Womack doing this as as the improviser. This yeah. is J Wo, this character that yeah. we, we've created, um, doing this. So like, I, I feel okay about that because I, yeah. I know these rules and like, but but all the rules are like meant to be broken at sometimes too, or are just yeah. played with um, yeah. in some sense. I mean, they're they're valuable, but yeah, like I, I've been coaching randomly, and sometimes people just like. Oh, I didn't want to. I, I felt like I was in a teaching scene, so I just kind of like. I'm like, well, he took a hard left turn in the middle. Of, like, it's okay to do, you know, the idea of a teacher student relationship mm-hmm. or something like that. You got, yeah, but like, the the breaking those rules. Ugh, it's 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 funny how those get embedded in your head, and you're like, well, I can't can't do anything. Yeah, I mean, we've heard him so many no questions and all that. We've heard these things so many yeah. times that yeah, they are embedded there. But at the same time, like we're talking about reality and that sort of thing. And just like in reality, questions, teaching scenes, all these things do happen sometimes. And I mean, I think we've probably all seen just great examples of successful versions of these scenes. It's just like, all right, if if we're breaking that rule, what are the other things that are like lined up to the T that we are abiding by? And just like, you know, we're still making this scene work and it's... It's not because we're breaking a rule. It's because we're doing, like, all the other things to make that scene yeah. advance forward. The, I, there's a really good video on uh, UCB Comedy. Uh, it was, it's, like, 
I forgot the John Gimberling team in New York. It might be like Death by Ruru or something like that. But the whole it's like the whole scene. He just asks asks questions. The mm-hmm. whole literally the whole scene because it's because they like they set up a, a kind of silly premise. But it, and he's totally driving the scene by guy like kind of guiding through the logic of the silly premise. And you're like, well, so like. I guess you can ask questions. It's like just a matter of like still finding a way to drive this forward. And like, you know, it's not, it's not asking the question of like, what? It's like one of his questions is like, so are there seven hats for every sailor on the boat mm-hmm. or are there seven hats total? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, and like, wow, that's, that's the specific information that will help us drive yeah. forward, you know? And I feel like that, that's what the key to me is a lot of times with questions too, is just like. Like, are we still? We're not asking, like, "Hey, what's your name again?" Yeah. Like, or something. You know, we're we're advancing the scene forward with these questions because the yeah. big thing, like, uh, Rich Tallarico kept put this out to me of just like know everything in yeah. your scenes, and so that's like that was a real game changer for me of just like, yeah, I I should know everything about this character I'm doing yeah. a scene with. I know everything about myself, and if I do know these things, I'm not going to be asking you questions about like. Well, like who you are and that yeah. sort of thing. I'm making assumptions and I know these things. So right. like, yeah, if I do ask a question, it's still going to, I still want to be providing information and, and moving this scene. Yeah. And that's like, I feel like que- uh, questions unintentionally are you, a lot of, a lot of times when you're starting a scene game comes up and the first thing you think to do is ask a question. And it's just like, wait, what did you just say? Or like mm-hmm. you, you, you have what you, you drop glasses every time you walk into a room. Uh, and it's like, well, think of that like sometimes I, I go like think of that as like a way to hone in on your game or whatever. So it's like if if that if that response comes up like one that probably means you have something weird happening. But like you know, kind of like it's it's almost like a, a moment to your partner to go like, hey, I think this is weird. I, I have to ask you about this. So yeah. like that we're gonna start playing with mm-hmm. that now. You know, yeah, you, you're highlighting the moment by yeah. asking that question. Just yeah, like hey. I want to. I want to deal more with this. Yeah, this thing. So yeah, that, that, that focus. That yeah, mm-hmm. um, I love it. Okay. Uh, okay. So, um, and then, and then, yeah, you were saying you got, you got on, you got on uh, the wonderful John Velvet. Joe Angered as a coach mm-hmm. helped focus on. Uh, uh, how did you put that? <laughs> Not like yeah, but like, like I, I think like he helped me ground. like kind of getting shedding that layer of like. The, I need to I need to be doing the funny thing all the time. Yeah. Like, uh, he helped me kind of, like, get through that of, like, all right. like And even, like, as, as playing the straight man, because that's, that's been a thing that I've – a trait that I've really – I've had to learn and, and, yeah. and work on. And I think that comes with, too, like, being – becoming more and more comfortable being myself in scenes, yeah. too. So he – like, I would give him a lot of credit pushing me towards that, too, of just, like, finding – finding fun in the straight man because yeah. i like i think like in life my brain and everything like yeah it may work a little unusual we probably all do so i just like gravitate towards yeah. those kind of characters and that sort of thing just more naturally yeah. and with but but like i've had i have so much fun being the straight man nowadays and yeah. and that's but like like seeing in roberts and these guys that just like because i i really enjoy being emotional too so like just see like those are the times that I see like I see Ian Roberts be a straight man and he just gets so angry and he blows up and just like finds these ways that I'm just like man he's having a blast yeah like calling these things out and and being this person that's like having to unwillfully go through these things and it just like I think through seeing like examples of people doing that way doing it and like starting to study that and then like the coaching I was getting like that kind of metamorphosis kind of helped me like okay like yeah I, could, I, I maybe i can do that do that side of these scenes as well yeah 
I feel, I feel like uh, lately I've been thinking more and more like I'm less interested in being funny as I am in like doing good improv. Mm-hmm. Like it's just more and more I'm like, ah, I don't all right, I don't care about my stupid joke. Or like sometimes like we'll be, you go on like a weird tangent and you're like, all right, this is fine. But like, can I, can I do a good move to like bring us back to what we're supposed to be doing? Yeah. You know, like that. That uh, and that and that's so weird because it is like especially if you're doing shows, it's so tempting to just like all right, let's go after the laughs and like enjoy mm-hmm. it, you know. But like I think we always want to be following the fun, you know. We always like it's improv is like it's a very unique weird art, and it's yeah. like like as a group if we can really always be following that fun, that's what like I want to be doing. But yeah. at the same time, as we were talking earlier about just whole pieces and that sort of thing, like that like those organic just callbacks or how you can see that like this character we mentioned earlier who likes to wave flags or whatever it's just like oh we're at a funeral or something there's a flag and he wants to like yeah unfold it and wave it or whatever it is it's just like these organic ways the piece will kind of uh form itself i feel like if we are looking to go for jokes and do that sort of thing more often it's going to be harder for like for those things to to be served yeah it's almost it's it's almost, and it's it's not this, but it's almost like you got to kind of like save some of the insanity. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's not like, oh, I have a good move, I'll save it for later. But it's like, you know, if if you start if you start really kind of like picking apart or like undercutting game very early on, then it's like, well, it's going to be tougher to like bring that back or call yeah. it back in, in a way that doesn't. We kind of don't undermine what already happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and or yeah. as a whole, I feel like for if we're doing that too, it, I think it's be harder for as a team for us to like really acknowledge, oh, that's what the specific game is. Whereas yeah. like sometimes like, and it's so easy to be seduced by laughs because laughs are the most amazing thing in the Great. world. Yeah, come on. That like, <laughs> you know, like like if if we're in a scene where our bigger game is this flag guy and that wants to wave flags all the time, <laughs> yeah, and, and all of a sudden like the way you move a chair or something like there's there's just yeah. like some tangent laugh that comes yeah. along like it's it's so easy to be seduced by these things but yeah like, like you were saying i'm just like finding a way to bring that thing back on to what to what we all were seeing earlier then like okay as a team yeah now we all see this thing but but right. also now we have this little side thing about yeah. moving the chair is really funny we could, yeah we can Classic. always play we can always like you can always kind of play with that stuff again uh you can always play with anything again but it's like it's like if you're it's, it's if you're blindly following everything, you know, like if we, if we go from, you know, chair, uh, flag guy to chair guy mm-hmm. to, you know, window repairman guy, then it's like, well, uh, you know, flag guy is a lot less interesting now. And like, it's going to be, it's going to yeah. be a little bit harder to like, forget about him. Like, yeah. You just, you just, about him from there's just so much going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this scene's great. And it's kind of like, it's, I don't know, like, as we're talking, I was seeing this analogy in my head of like, it's like, like a meal kind of, of like, you know, we have our... You know, our main course, which is what, what like, Flag Guy was, and then yeah. all these other things are, like, the spices and stuff that we're kind of putting in delicious. that are going to make it yeah. more delicious. But, like, yeah, that big course is is yeah. what we, like, want to be coming back yeah. to. We're not here for tapas, right? Come no. on. We want a meal. <laughs> or something. <laughs> awesome. I really like that. Okay. So, uh, so then I, I get you, you – like – where are you now, like in your improv thing, like journey? Like, what's what's been going on in your brain these days? Is yeah, I mean, as we're talking, like the 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 finding of the reality has been like my real focus for for myself. Yeah, all the time these days is just like um, 
even like in scenes, I just want to, I, I want to know like, okay, here's what we are. Here's what we're doing. It's almost like, and it, it's going back to a basic thing of like, here's our who, what, where. Now we can sprinkle this unusual thing in this game in because yeah. we, we've, we've, we've set the rules and we've set the world for this scene. Yeah. And so like, and it's like, I, I remember when I was I was coming up too. I was like I'd just be so amazed too, like by like like Jim Woods is a guy I can think of in the moment. Of a lot of you guys out there may not know him. He's one of the most amazing improvisers I've ever seen. He's in Amsterdam now, but like you see these guys that really like practice what they preach as a coach. They're just yeah. like always talking to you about these these this these certain things, and then you watch him play, and I'm like shit, man. He does every like he does everything he says, and it, it's, yeah. it's working like. Like I think Rebecca Drysdale's like that too. Like you know that you see their focus as a as a teacher, and then you you just see it in form. And like I've been, I think that's been a thing on my mind that I've been trying to push to be my coach and that sort of thing so much of just like uh, finding finding your reality before we find our unusual thing. Yeah. Um, and so like I, I've been really like pushing myself on that as well. And I think the like also the having fun as my self as an improviser too of just being able to be myself on stage yeah. too I've, I've definitely felt that pendulum swing from like i'm gonna be like probably in tab and like my group snapkin like i remember one of my friends uh, in snapkin was just like yep i know when jacob walks out he's gonna be playing a woman like i you know i would just like i would go as far away from me all the time as yeah. i could so i i can I, i've felt that swing totally in the other direction now where i'm just like yeah, know, maybe I should choose to be a bigger character or something. Yeah. sometimes, but it's uh, I don't know. As a for my personal uh, like from from for me, it's been like it, it's been really fun to just like focus on doing that. And like yeah. I'm really I, I I love acting and 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 performing and all that too. So it just like I just. I want to be able to convince the audience, no matter what, that I really am this thing, whatever yeah. I am. And sometimes it is easier to convince them that I'm just me yeah. than like when I do find a character. Uh, I like sometimes I need to work a little bit harder. Like in a recent John Velvet show, I was playing like a character with an accent, and my accent kind of changed and that yeah. sort of thing. And like I like, and, but the, in the back of my head, that'll start to stress me a little bit. I'm like, oh damn, man, does, yeah. am I am I this character anymore? Like yeah. that becomes like we we're talking. That becomes one of the spice games of like, yeah. okay, here's this other thing that's kind of yeah. weird that's happening. Is like you like, can call. It's like that that whenever that happens, like you can call me out and we can like really shit on what's happening, or we cannot, or mm-hmm. like hopefully, hopefully we'll we find a, a way bit. back. We did a little bit. I think yeah. that's where I was from and i yeah. was like i'm not telling you don't, don't <laughs> worry about where i'm from <laughs> don't ask questions <laughs> uh that's really fun like I, th- I think that that pendulum swinging again is like it's so it's so typical of all all things in an improv uh journey is like mm-hmm. uh i felt for a long time I, i'd spent so long coming up with really interesting first lines like of scenes you know you hear a monologue and just like, all right, how can I really cook this into something good? Or even getting, even just get doing organic scenes. I'm like, how can I really put this in a way that'll instantly get us towards something funny? And then like I heard, and then I think Ian Roberts said something like, you know, it's like if you're doing an organic initiation, there's literally 
no wrong initiation. Yeah. You know, there are ones that are weaker, sure, like where you're asking questions or you're not adding a whole lot, but like there's just not there's not too many wrong ways to do it. And mm-hmm. like and when I start doing that, I'm like, oh well, this is nice. I can just set up a little a little reality and like we'll see what happens. So this, we can build this thing together. We can build it, guys. This is real fun. Yeah, I, yeah. As you're saying that, that was re- reminding me too of like in that I think another part of that pendulum swing from me from being more of a character based performer to like oh finding out that i can be myself as well was i took a in roberts like eight week class and had him for a workshop before and like what a gift. Was introduced to the well the, the flash of yeah. just like using you know using your own self like he was so big on using your your personal history and yeah. you as a human being in your scenes yeah. and like i that that the flash was a big that was another game changer for me of just like oh yeah like i like those memories are so yeah they're they're easy to channel because they're just there that's like when you when you say um whatever a uh, stick of gum you know like i'm i i have a i have a flash to that of yeah. being a kid and eating too much big league chew and almost choking uh, yeah. to death but like even when i was choking i still wanted to eat more gum yeah and so like it's like i think by using more of my own life and that sort of thing i'm like okay well the easiest way for me to even do that stuff sometimes is to, to just be me within that too. Yeah. So it's just like that was a. I, I, I really, yeah, I'm a huge fan of the the Flash. Use, if you're using your own stuff, it's great because it's personal. Uh, it's it's specific and like yeah, I think the specifics are always fun. I did uh, I did a, I did a scene last night where I was talking about the downsides of having divorced parents and like my parents are divorced and one of the first things I thought of was I got a Nintendo 64 for both of them for Christmas but I had different games at each place so it was like sometimes I'd really want the game that was at my dad's and I got to use, and there's just like this great laugh because they're just like that's the most insane thing I'm like yeah it's real dumb but like that was real to me yeah you know uh, and I that, feel like that, like with that kind of stuff too, it's like the fact that you know that's real and that sort of thing is yeah. like that's gonna that's gonna allow you to play that thing yeah. as real as possible. Yeah. There's no like you experience this, you know this is real. Yeah. Like, whereas a lot of times, like you know, I, I think my old self would be pulling from just the most like whismical world I could think of, <laughs> yeah. and it's just like, well, I don't like know if that's real. So yeah. it's just like it's a little harder for me to be grounded with that because I'm yeah. like I'm coming with such a far fetched thing. Whereas yeah. like if I just pull from the big league chew kid chewing too much and choking, yeah, that like, like <laughs> I know that's real. I can, yeah, I can, I can, yeah. I can exist in that. Yeah. Uh, one one of the things I I. Uh, that I, I th- I've said this before, maybe I never hear you, but like one of the things I, I admire most about watching you is that I think is one of the most interesting things too is like you're really good at like uh, instantly pulling up specifics uh, that almost seem like non sequiturs but fit. Like I don't know, I don't know how to describe it better than that, but like you'll just bring up a specific that just like that wasn't really implied anywhere fits and is really unique uh and i, I was, every time you do that i'm like hey, yeah, that was great where did he do that uh i don't know what's up with that how do you do that um, i mean i would probably i don't know like i've always like like liked specific things i guess a little mm-hmm. bit but like so i would maybe like attribute that a little bit to that and like as far as like that flash thing too of yeah. just like pulling like okay i really know this thing this thing's reminding me of this like i did a yeah. show last night too where like I was getting a tour of a house kind of and I just started like like the kitchen I just it, for whatever reason I started started thinking of Funyuns so I just yeah. started talking about Funyuns for a minute and yeah. just like 
yeah, it's just, to me, it's just that flash thing of like this world is reminding me yeah. of this thing. Um, and I think a part of that too, though, is probably my young improviser default of just like specifics are funny. Like, yeah. specific, like if they we are. like are randomly looking for a car and like you know you just want to talk about the specific Kawasaki jet ski or something like yeah. that. It just like. I think the more specific we can make things to me, it just, it's always going to be more interesting. Yeah. And like, I think like if we're, you know, if we're like to use that like car or whatever thing again, like if, if we're just like at a car dealership, it's like, it's not as interesting as if we're at like the mini Cooper dealership or whatever, you know, yeah. if we, if we know these things, you know, it just starts to narrow like the who, yeah. the who these things are and the what I think a lot. Puts a picture in people's minds. It's funny. It's uh, yeah. We cannot. We could all. We could all benefit from being more specific in scenes. And it's fun. Like I like it. I, I think it's fun. Like I've been in the last year or so too. Like done some different like improv workshops here and there. I've taken taken classes or whatnot. Where like I could. That's there's been some cool exercise and focus on on doing that of just making all of your choices a little more specific. Just because, yeah. like you said, I think like that. That just clues the audience in. Like they're like if you're saying this thing is, you know, a Mini Cooper versus just a car, then like yeah. yeah, that world's filling out in our mind. It's not just this blank black stage. It's yeah. like, okay, well there's probably a car and there's this here and there because as the performer we're giving that information more specifically to the audience. Yeah. So they get it and like you and I get it in this scene. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it's really it's really really easy too add to that or whatever or even or even just like you know a, a lot of saying yes in scenes is funny or like just saying yes or even saying yes to ideas so like if yeah if you if we're if you we're in a car and suddenly we're in a mini cooper and it's like if you know somebody just gets a little bit more cramped and go like not a lot of room in here then like i'm like <laughs> there isn't yeah great exactly. <laughs> you're genius it's, the relatability comes into into that it's yeah. like oh yeah i've been in one of those you can't, yeah, uh, can't move that well that's or, great <laughs> whatever you guys are geniuses <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love it um all right so let's uh all right let's let's talk about uh pearls of wisdom classic segment all right uh no device feedback something you got that was uh helpful impactful in your hmm. your improv well what i mentioned life. earlier that mm-hmm. i like think about all the time is like i charlie sanders like after every scene is like all right was that fun what, what, what was fun about it to yeah you? like yeah like and that that was just a real bell ringer to me because it came at a time too where you know i was talking earlier about just like being in my head about game and being in my head about like the right way to do improv right and like that freed me up of just like yeah what's the fun what's the fun thing that's happening right now and i think that was a that was like another like uh alignment towards me getting game a little bit better too was just yeah. like pushing pushing me towards that because there's i mean you, even in scenes i like i'm not like didn't i'll leave stage or go back to the back line and i didn't love as much there there may be some element of fun that was there so it just like how could i've maximized that or, or, yeah. or played with that more so that was that that's one that i've i've always uh hung up hung, hung on yeah that yeah, it's so it's so much easier to to get in and play if you like what you're doing, you know, or mm-hmm. like you, you know if you have if you have a way into it for yourself, then yeah, you can you can play a lot easier, and you start want you start wanting to add specifics or whatever, and just fill it out. You're like, yeah, this would be great, you know. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that like you mentioned Miles a minute ago, and I I took uh, a class with him, and 
this was like this was a while. I was a pretty young enterpriser at that time too. So in, he was uh, still teaching at I/O, and he said uh, to uh, accept that you belong in this process. Yeah. Which I like that. I thought that was more of a world. That was a that was a big a big picture thing. But yeah. like like I I know for myself like. I if I did a bad scene or made a bad move, like I would beat myself up about that sure. for forever for weeks. I yeah. would just like, and I'd be depressed the next after the show the next yeah. day. I'm just like, like I'm depressed. Like yeah. I'm probably I'm clinically depressed the next day <laughs> after like just doing the wrong tag out or yeah, just yeah. like you yeah. know whatever it is. And that was. Like, accept that you belong in this process has been something that has just kind of hovered in the back of my mind yeah. uh, for a long time of just, like... And I think, as we were talking earlier, too, about just, like, you know, being kind of shy and coming into stuff, it just, like... I think with that kind of stuff, it's easy to just be, like, oh, no one likes me. I don't belong here. This isn't this isn't my place. And totally. it's just, like, no, I love this. I love doing this. And, like, I accept that. So I accept that, like, I, like, I belong in just the process. Because yeah. that, it... I think improv is such a process like it yeah. is like like you know ian talks about and I, I would do this is another pearl of wisdom of just like doing it like three to five times a week yeah you know, putting in the, your ten thousand hours and that sort of thing is like to me so necessary like that's yeah. i mean i'm still trying to get to to that number and still trying to work on it as yeah. much as i can and and like i i just feel so strongly about the fact that you have to do that yeah. to to really advance yourself in it because it's it's such an unpredictable crazy thing yeah the uh, yeah accepting you belong like I I feel like I at a certain point I was like okay like everybody's better than me this is early on like mm-hmm. literally everybody's better than me yeah uh and I I just like this it's like all right like I guess I'm just like I I, I kind of was like I'm going to hang around. And keep getting better until I'm good, and people go. People don't think like, "Get out of here, guy!" Or until somebody literally comes up to me and just goes like, "Hey, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be hanging out anymore." <laughs> and they're like, "All right, that, like, it's like just do that." And that's yeah, the thing of just like, oh, "Yeah, I'm gonna gonna be a part of this mm-hmm. thing, even if I feel terrible constantly." Great, you know. <laughs> Which is I like anyone going up to someone and be like, "Hey, you." I mean, no, no, that shouldn't be like that. Like, no, I, 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 I totally understand that fear, but like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, yeah, like that's it's it's so funny that our brain takes us to these irrational places right. where we're just like, no one would ever do this thing, but I'm worried about this thing. That <laughs> maybe has maybe never happened in human existence <laughs> happening. It's maybe never <laughs> happened at all. In improv. Like, but maybe, I'm worried it's gonna happen. Maybe it'll me. happen to me. It's like, um, and it's like, oh God, you're not that bad. <laughs> like, it is, yeah, I mean, it is like, I mean, we're all children in a way of just like that constant reinforcement of like, hey, you're doing the right thing. You're doing okay. Is yeah. like, I mean, like in classes, you know, you want to yeah. hear, you want to, you want to hear these things. So you're like, there's that proof of you belonging in this process. Yeah. Whereas like, if you love something this much, like. To me, that is your acceptance of just like, yeah. yeah, I love doing this so much that like I I accept myself in 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 this, and I know that I'm going to grow and, yeah. and and that sort of thing. So I'm just going to keep doing it. I used to be very, I used to very much beat myself up on scenes, and uh, uh, there's still a little bit of it, but uh, I, I've kind of gotten over it a bit. And and I, uh, it's the thing of like would I've, I've had two sides I've, I've reason to not do this as much is like if you do a bad scene in a practice like i'm sorry guys that sucked i don't know why i'm sorry mm-hmm. if you do that like one would you like 
I think this was Ian Roberts thing. It's like, would you say that to your friend if your friend did that scene? Would you go, like, I'm sorry, that sucked. Like, that was bad. Uh, so, like, why would you do it to yourself if you wouldn't yeah. do that to your friend? But then the other thing, too, is because <laughs> I was on the other side of this once, is uh, somebody was like, that scene sucked. I'm sorry. It was, re- it was really bad. And I was like, thought we did a pretty good scene like yeah. you know it wasn't perfect but like mm-hmm. we got like we did we did good why would you shit all it like and she was taking you know she was like kind of she was taking it all on herself it's not yeah. just like like that was bad but she's like it didn't work and that was still i just a bad thing i don't know why i tried and i'm like like relax <laughs> now i feel bad about this scene that i felt good about before mm-hmm. and so yeah like when uh when i do uh coaching i make i make a very big deal I'm like we clap after every scene good bad or indifferent yeah. uh and uh and we never we never apologize for any of our moves mm-hmm. or anything like that we're just like yep yeah, that's cool we did it yeah you know, we'll, we'll talk about it but like we don't don't go in it with like that sucked i'm shitty it's like no you're fine well, that's great. A, like interesting i feel like post practice and post show like mentality of like viewing the show as a whole piece and viewing the show on your individual level yeah. like it's it's like you know i remember i mean it happens all the time just like you know like as a group someone we we may have liked the show but then i'm like well i didn't ah, i suck yeah in that show. and, that, oh, and yeah. Like, or vice like however i'm part of those shows all go. the time <laughs> literally all the time where i'm like hey you guys were great uh, i'm sorry <laughs> but yeah you can't you can't do that because yeah it's really Real bums other people out, man. Yeah, and it's I mean like like with John Bevel, we like and I'd say most of my teams too. We like definitely spend time really talking about our show and and, and not like I think you can get to that point of it's it's too much and that sort of thing very easily. Yeah. Yeah. It's like okay, guys, we're way overanalyzing yeah. this thing, but like there is I really love that regroup thing moment and just like like even like notes after shows and all the that kind of stuff of just like that 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 self and group reflection of like. Okay, that's what you were doing. This I had this idea to do this thing, yeah. and like, just the the exchanging of like, of how into it we all were for that twenty fifteen to twenty five whatever yeah. minutes. That like, it's like it's I love that time just letting all that out of just like okay, well here's what I was thinking during that. Yeah. Like, oh, when I made this initiation, like I thought this thing was gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and 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 that's another part of it, accepting you belong as a process. That like I totally accept that, and I love that that part of it. Yeah. Well. Yeah, that is, and it is. It's extremely helpful too to just you know. There's a there's a borderline. I think I think at a certain point people get better about this, and you know you don't want to give notes to your teammates or like mm-hmm. kind of make anybody feel shitty about it. But at a certain point, you're probably not going to, even if you, even if you were like pissed off, like you you know you would you probably wouldn't go like me fuck that up, or at least certainly wouldn't say it in that way. But it is a, it is helpful to just hear like, oh, I get what you are going yeah. for. Duh, and you're just like, yeah. Well, whatever. That was fun. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad to know that you pull that type of thing, and I'll, I'll pay attention better next time. You know. Yeah. And, and like what you're, I think you're talking a minute ago about like you want wanting to come up with that great initiation on an organic scene or yeah. or whatever it may be. Like, there's a lot of times when it's just like, hey, what were you thinking on that scene? I, I don't know. I didn't have anything. Literally just nothing. That scene. So yeah. Just like, like I mean, that, <laughs> that's we, been a big balance of just being like, yeah. We really need to and these scenes at the top, no matter what. Because yeah. Like. Even if you do have a premise and it's you're pulling from an opening, like sometimes, like I, I only have like I only have the idea of we're in a wagon, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't like have. I just want to do that. Yeah, I want to be in a wagon, and we'll figure out what the fun thing is. Yeah, so, like the balance of like with an opening, like what, like what are we really going for, and like what are we going to discover together in right. this in this scene? Yeah, that's uh, I've done I've done that before a few times where you're like. 
do you you must have a premise and you defer way too long mm-hmm. you're just like what's your fucking premise and then it's like there was no premise why do we wait why I do like we that just, wagon man yeah I just, I, just, I just want to do a wagon scene bro is that so wrong i just want to sit in chairs real interesting uh it's awesome are you guys uh did i see something you guys were doing a, a herald no opening is that uh we we did that going? on uh monday actually. yeah how'd that go yeah it was it was really fun i mean i like i i am a huge fan of organic play yeah as a whole so to do that in the Herald format was a, was a really good time. And we had been practicing that for a while. And, um, you know, like, I, I think the Herald is such a beautiful form. And, like, you know, we've been doing this very specific opening for yeah. the entire time we've been a Herald team. So, like, I think, like, by playing with Herald with the, the macro Herald and, like, yeah. doing it on opening is just, like kind of fun ways for us to to work on some different stuff and yeah. then, and then and then put it up. That's really cool. But yeah, it, it it was cool. Like there was definitely like new things to get out of it too. Like like one I think that come up came up was like on on group game initiations of just like hey, there was this fun like little non sequitur line in like the second beat of the fir- of the, the, yeah. the second scene of the first beat. So like that became our group game oh, and, cool. and, and, and just little things of just like uh like there, there are other things going on to our show that we can pull from rather than just like it doesn't always have to just go back to this opening for every initiation of, yeah. of our show, which yeah. um, that like, like just, I don't know, fun things you discover by like, like, like playing with the form and the, and the, and the Herald a little bit. That's cool. That's not, I mean, I, I wish I'd seen it. It sounds like a real, uh, and yeah, like the more, the more you kind of mess with it and like. Yeah, the more the more you kind of change it, the more you can kind of see like how everything can relate back to even just you know the most basic you know pattern game herald. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like, oh yeah, I can yeah I can pull kind of from whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. I like it. Um, well, dude, oh, uh, do you have anything uh, that you want to plug uh, with the uh, the whole world? Um, the whole world. Um, I'm just gonna plug uh, improv in general, everybody. Just just, uh, just, just keep, keep doing what you're doing, and doing. Uh, let's just keep laughing and having a good time together. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, Jacob, thank you so much for talking. This is great. Yeah, thank you. All right, that was Jacob Womack. I hope you guys found that insightful. Uh, please, please go crash, go crash Crash Bar. Go see it before it goes away. It's a great show, and the indie improv community will most definitely miss it. All right, until next time. Happy improvising. Golden age of improv. Be excellent to each other. Hi. I'm Chad Westbrook. And I'm Nicholas Wagoner. And are you a fan of RuPaul's Drag Race? You should be. You very much should be. Come listen and subscribe to our podcast, How Is She Though? Where we recap every episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. Come and get your daily dose of vitamin gay, honey. Oh, cr- oh, cr- <laughs>